Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What is going on? Welcome to DBE. I'm your host, Stevie G. Thank you so much for listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. If you can do me a huge favor and subscribe or follow Destinations Beyond Expectations on whichever audio platform you're listening from, I would super appreciate it. Don't forget, you can also stay connected with Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. With Christmas right around the corner, I thought, why not do an episode that features a destination that can be a magical place to visit in the wintertime? So where are we going today? You probably saw it if you checked the title for the episode, but if you didn't, this might be a little bit of a curveball, but we're going to the beautiful state of Idaho. Katie Williams joins me on this episode. She has a wonderful blog called The Traveling Spud and loves her home state of, you guessed it, Idaho. I asked Katie about hot springs, skiing, winter festivals, hikes to frozen waterfalls, and a few more unique and amazing experiences that you can do on a winter trip to the Gem State. I would definitely encourage you to check out links in the show notes to learn more about the Traveling Spud blog and other things to do in Idaho during the winter that we didn't get to on this episode. But let's get to it. Here's my chat with Katie. Katie, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me today. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, excited to have you on the show. And you know, Katie, I live all the way out in Florida, but your home state of Idaho is very high on my list of places that I want to get to here in the U.S. Um, because we're getting into the colder months of the year, I thought it would be fun to talk about a blog that you put together, which highlights some great things to do in Idaho during the winter. Uh, that blog post is linked in the show notes so listeners can follow along. But Katie, the first thing I want to ask you about is why can visiting Idaho in the wintertime be a magical experience for someone? Ooh, okay. Well, I'm biased because I grew up in Idaho. And I think after moving back, I I moved away and then I moved back to Idaho. And once I moved back, I was like, wow, this is actually a cool place, which I didn't think about when I was younger. Um, But we get all four seasons pretty heavily. But winter is pretty magical because snow covers the whole state. There's so many activities to do like skiing, snowboarding, ice fishing, dog sledding races, snowshoeing, cross country skiing, to like backcountry yurts. Um, and of course, hot springs, which is my favorite. Plus you don't see crowds in Idaho in the winter, like you maybe would in Colorado or California or Utah during the ski season. Uh, we have really great snow and great mountains. And then that comes with not as many people. So I think that there's a little magical charm. It's sort of a bit of a hidden gem. Awesome. Uh, Katie, can you talk about how someone can experience soaking in a natural hot spring? You just brought that up in the middle of the winter. I mean, I understand that there are quite a few natural hot springs throughout Idaho, but I'd love to know more about, you know, if they get crowded, how you can find them, if there's any hot springs etiquette to be aware of. So tell me more about Idaho's hot springs in the cold months. Yes. So we have over 130 soakable natural hot springs in Idaho and finding them can be a challenge because 
locals don't love to share their secrets and they don't want them ruined. But what I tell most people when they're coming to Idaho to look online, literally type in hot springs a local Idaho hot springs. There's so many different lists that you can find. Some of them are pay to play to you pay to go in and others are kind of more hidden. I recommend once you get here asking locals for the more hidden ones and they will definitely tell you where they are. I don't personally write a lot about hot springs, but because I like to keep the ones that I like, but there's something fun about the hunt and like look going online and finding the different ones. I would say the most of our hot springs are in the kind of south central part of the state, southeast Idaho. That's where the most natural ones are. Where you, they're all natural, but where you can actually go find it, you have to pay to get in. And um, I'd say some of my, you know, when you're going in the winter, you definitely want to be prepared with your outfit. You want to be wearing snow boots, maybe even some, you know, uh, grips, tracks on your boots because it can get slippery and icy. And some of them you do have to hike into. So that's all online. You'll be able to search for the different hot springs, but for hot spring etiquette, they, the hot springs can get crowded. I would say summertime is more crowded than winter. So you're good in that regard. But I would say the main tips I have for hot spring etiquette is leave no trace, pack in what you pack out, always want to leave them pristine. And however you saw them, leave them even better than you saw them. Sharing space with others. Most of our hot springs are on public lands. So just because you got there first doesn't mean you own it. So trying to allow other people time and not take hogging the whole hot spring, being welcoming and friendly. And then another big one is going to the bathroom away from the hot spring, please. And then not wearing chemicals like uh, sunscreen and stuff, or even some people try to bathe in them and it just ruins them. So making sure you don't have a lot of chemicals on your body. And then definitely no glass near the hot spring. I always just bring a reusable container. But there's so many... That's one of my favorite things to do in the winter. I'm obsessed with all of our hot springs here. There's some you may just have nobody there and others there might be you know groups, but a lot of them have different pools. So you can just kind of hop around to different pools near the river or wherever it is. And I know this this episode is focusing on the wintertime, but you mentioned that they're busy in the summertime. So it sounds like it's an all year thing, These the hot springs in Idaho. Yeah. You can go all year round. It's They're hot really hot in the summer because Idaho can get pretty hot in the summer. But I love my favorite time to go to them is typically fall, winter. So Katie, number four on your blog post um, is checking out McCall's Winter Carnival. What's it like to spend some time at the Winter Carnival? Yeah, okay, this is a really cool, kind of unique thing to do in Idaho. It started back in the 1960s, I believe, but they've changed it from January to February this year. It's basically in this little mountain town called McCall, Idaho, which is one of my favorite places in Idaho to visit. It's a cute little mountain town. It's on a lake, and every winter carnival, they pick a theme and they have an ice sculpture competition and it follows the theme each year this year i think it's called color outside the lines or i went to another one it was like fantasy and fairy tales but the sculptures are huge and they bring in like famous ice sculpture people to do it and they post post them outside of the businesses and the hotels all around town there's even one on top of brundage mountain which is a ski hill so you can get off the chairlift and there's a huge 
ice sculpture at the top. But there's basically the carnivals consist of parades, live music, there's dog sledding races, uh, food vendors, and then there's fireworks and other little events. But it's really fun. It's a fun weekend. It's probably the busiest weekend to visit McCall, but it's definitely a really fun, you know, bucket list experience that I love. Very cool. So I would guess most people, when they think of Idaho and like cities, they, they can recognize the name Boise. So I want to ask you a little bit about, um, you know, Boise. I'm sure there's plenty to do during all seasons in Boise, but your blog mentions that there are a lot of fun things to discover in Boise during the winter months. Can you talk a little bit about what Boise is like during the winter? Yeah. So around the holiday season, there's tons of activities to do here, like ice skating and Christmas lights and stuff. But Boise doesn't get as much snow as the other towns around. It's more of a mild winter. So if you really want like skiing and stuff, it's best to go outside of Boise. That being said, we do have a ski hill in Boise. It's called Bogus Basin and it's 40 minute, 45 minutes from downtown Boise. So it's really cool. They get quite a bit of snow. So you can go up there and they have skiing and then there's all sorts of other activities like tubing, mountain coasters. People go snowshoeing up there a lot. And then we also have the foothills, which Boise is in the high desert. And so we have foothills that are right in the city. So a lot of people go snowshoeing up there when we do get snow. And then other than that, there's lots of like fun, cozy cocktail bars. We have a lot of new speakeasies popping up and restaurants. I personally love to go to the Idaho Steelheads hockey game, which is a not major league hockey, not NHL, whatever that's called underneath. But it's really fun. And they're pretty good. We get some good teams coming in. And then I would say there's also lots of things to do that's not that far from Boise. So there's like sleigh rides and there's hot springs. There's a hot spring that I love called the Springs at Idaho City. And it's only, it's a little less than an hour to drive there. Um, And it's beautiful. They have massages and you pay to go there, but that's another highlight. So yeah, lots of fun things to do in Boise and surrounding areas in the winter. Although we don't get as much snow as everywhere else. You know, you, you talked about the Idaho Steelheads. Fun fact, I've actually seen them play because Orlando has a, a team in the same hockey league, the ECHL. So I've actually seen a game between Orlando and Idaho. So Oh, that's so cool. I love yeah. that. They're, yeah, yeah. yeah, not bad. It's fun. They're very fun. You know, I want to kind of yeah. loop back to something you started your previous answer with, which was skiing. Um, you, you talked about some skiing areas around Boise, but... How about throughout the state? I mean, I I would guess that there's some great places like ski resorts throughout the state. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about skiing in Idaho during the wintertime? Yes. We have, I believe, around 18 ski resorts from bougie to frumpy and small. Like, for example, the probably most famous ski resort is the Sun Valley Bald Mountain Ski Resort. A lot of celebrities live in Sun Valley. It's kind of like a celebrity hotspot, but it's still not well known like Vail and Park City and stuff. So people, it's still not as crowded, but that's probably our most famous and fanciest and most expensive. And then we have one, like I said, Bogus Basin in Boise. So a lot of local Boiseans go there. And then, um, we have my favorite personal favorite is Brundage. It's up in McCall. So if you go to McCall Carnival, you can go there. 
It's great. Just it's very um, Idaho. I don't know how to explain it any more than that, but it's not super nice. The lodge isn't super nice. It's just very down home Idaho. And then there's some in Northern Idaho too. So like Schweitzer, that's a big popular one. And a lot of people from Washington and stuff come come over to that because that's in the top panhandle part of the state. Um, but yeah, we have around 18 and there's little tiny ones and then there's huge ones. So it's great for families and there's some really inexpensive ski hills. And then there's kind of more on the more expensive side, but you can kind of get something for every person. And a lot of them have the tubing and the um, mountain coasters and stuff like that too. So fun thing. Plus you can come in the summer and hike and do all that at them as well. I love that. And that I think is a really good transition into another outdoorsy thing I want to ask you about because, you know, as a Floridian, I really enjoyed reading about the hiking that you can do to frozen waterfalls. Obviously, that's not something I can do here in the winter, but talk about how visiting a frozen waterfall on a hike in Idaho can be just as amazing or maybe even better than visiting them in the summertime. Yeah. And you know, some of them, you don't even have to really hike. It's just, you can drive right up to them. I would say the majority of these are located in the Southern part of the state. So even more South than Boise. And so like surrounding by twin falls area, but I recommend checking out thousand Springs. Thousand Springs is just such a cool place from the name. There's thousands of Springs coming out of the Canyon. So, um, it's great in the summer. It's great in the fall and it's, it's spring and it's so cool in the winter time. And some, some of these falls you can actually like ice pick up. I would never do that personally because that freaks me out, but you can go ice picking up them depending on how much of a freeze that they get. And then one of my favorites is called Perrine Cooley Falls. And that's located right in t- the town of Twin Falls. Twin Falls has a huge canyon and bridge that goes over it and so you can actually see all the icicles coming down and you don't actually have to hike i mean you can you can kind of walk behind it but you can just drive right up so there's there's quite a few obviously you have to check the temperatures because you'll want to go when it's we've had a freeze january is probably the coldest month i would say but you can hike you know into into some and then you can hike up some and then you can just drive up to some. So there's quite a few lists online. I don't have any lists on my own personal blog, but there's lists if you just type in, you know, Idaho waterfall frozen hikes, you can find some that are really cool. That sounds very cool and like such a cool experience. I know as a Floridian, I I, I would love that. That sounds so amazing. Yeah, so unique, right? Yeah. For sure. So Katie, you of course have the Traveling Spud blog where you've written about Idaho as well as many destinations across the world. I think your blog is awesome. Um, Can you tell the listeners more about the Traveling Spud? Yeah. So I started Traveling Spud when I was working in San Francisco full-time and I was traveling quite a bit for work. So I thought I'd just, you know, create a blog to share with my friends and family of all the little trips and weekend trips that I was doing. Um, and then I just decided that (laughs) I got bit by the travel bug really bad. And it was like, okay, I got to quit my job and travel. So I quit my job. I saved up for like two years, quit my job. And I went and traveled solo for a year and I did Europe, Middle East and Asia. And that was just 
life changing. It was amazing. And then now I live in Idaho. I moved, so I grew up in Idaho. And so I never thought I'd move back, but I moved back. And it's my blogs kind of evolved more to Idaho, Pacific Northwest travel. I post a lot of my socials, but mainly um, I, I go on international trips every so often as well, but mostly kind of just around here. I like to share people with people how to explore their own state. And, you know, Idaho's getting more on the map. So sharing with visitors as well. But yeah, I, I am. I love travel. I have, I'm doing a group trip with 20 women. I'm taking them to Croatia in May. So I'm launching group trips and it's evolving every year. I just recently quit my full-time job to do this full-time in August. So really exciting there, but I love, yeah, inspiring other people to travel and um, get out of their comfort zones, but also explore their own neighborhoods. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And congrats, because I think what you're doing is awesome. And, and the fact that you're able to do it as your your gig, like that's so, so cool. Thank you. It's It's been a whirlwind. It's been a long time coming, <laughs> but have, happy to be here. Well, Katie, if listeners want to keep up with your travel adventures on social media, where can they go? Yeah, I have travel at Traveling Spud on Instagram and TikTok. And then my blog is www.travelingspud.com. I have a newsletter as well. So if you want to go on my website, you can join my newsletter. And yeah, I'm pretty active on social media and probably more so than my blog. So if you want to follow any adventures, feel free to come follow along over there. Awesome. So Katie, I do have one final question for you today. Um, It's a question that I always ask any new guest on the podcast. So I'll go ahead and ask you. Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. And so I'd like to ask you, are you someone that would consider yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, can you talk a little bit about something that you've learned uh, like because of travel or through travel? Yes. That is a really good question. It's funny because I like to joke with people that I got my master's in world studies because I went and traveled for a year instead of like going to get my actual master's. And it completely changed my way of thinking, changed my life. I think travel makes you more open-minded. It pushes you out of your comfort zone. It it really can change your life for the best. And you can, you kind of, at least for me, I realized that everyone kind of wants similar things or every country that I've been to, like people want to be happy. They want to be fed. They want, you know, they want to take care of their family. And so that really, you know, opened my mind to so many different cultures as I was traveling around the world and realizing that we all are kind of very similar and the world is a lot smaller than we think. So I mean, it's a lot bigger, but it's also a lot smaller, if that makes sense. (laughs) It does make sense. I think that was such a great answer. And I would totally agree. Katie, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I really enjoyed learning about things that you can do in Idaho during the wintertime. I definitely hope to make it to your state at some point. But thank you again uh, for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much. Let me know next time you're in Idaho. A big DBE thank you to Katie. Again, please be sure to check out her blog, The Traveling Spud, for more great travel content. If you want to give DBE a gift this holiday season, my wish list is simply that you're subscribed to DBE on Spotify 
Apple Podcasts, etc. Or you tell a friend to give DBE a listen. I truly appreciate you tuning in. I've got one more episode releasing next Friday to close out 2023. And I'm looking forward to a wonderful 2024 full of more great guests, destinations, and travel tips. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas.